0: Hey guys, this is Coach K and you're listening to the Making Changes, Breaking Barriers podcast where we talk about you. This is about you, your mind, and your path. So I'm just literally going to jump into today's topic. I know that this is a very busy time of the year, so I'm not going to put a lot of fluff in this. This will probably even be a little bit of a shorter podcast than my most recent ones, but I just really wanted to dive into today's topic with you guys. So here we go. So, if you celebrate Christmas, it has now come and gone. I I know some of you won't be listening to this on December 26th, but that is when it's being released. So, yes, Christmas has come and gone. If you celebrate Hanukkah, today is the last day. And for most of us, what is very quickly approaching is the new year. And what does everyone love to do at the new year? Well, of course, make New Year's resolutions, right? And I can't tell you how many years I've started the year off with a New Year's resolution. And this makes sense to me. I'm a goal-oriented person. I value growth. So it makes sense that the idea of creating resolutions is something that I've embraced in the past. But I do feel a bit of shame even saying this out loud and about this because there's been a lot of years where these resolutions just have not stuck. Like maybe I stick with them for a few weeks or even a month or even a few months, but generally, that's about it. And then I always go back to some form of, you know, balanced life that feels a little bit more sustainable for me. The reality is, many people don't even stick with these resolutions for a month's time. Research conducted by Strava, which is an app that a lot of people use to track their workouts, like especially endurance type training, biking, running, swimming, did a study that looked at over 800 million user-logged activities in 2019. And they predicted the day most people are likely to give up on their New Year's resolutions. And they thought or they found that that day was January 19th. And Strava actually called this day the Quitter's Day. January 19th. I found another study actually also that showed Americans will make it 32 days keeping up with their New Year's resolutions. But nonetheless, whether it's 19, whether it's 32, this isn't nearly enough time to make meaningful, lasting changes. And it's probably also not the amount of time that when someone made that New Year's resolution, they thought, hey, I'm only going to do this for 19 days, or even I'm only going to do this for 30, you know, two days. Most likely the idea was they were gonna be doing it for longer. So let me just start off with this. Am I saying just abandon the idea of new year's resolutions altogether? No, that's actually not what I'm saying. I like the idea in theory that you're gonna sit down at some point between now and the new year and actually take some dedicated time to think about what you actually want to change about your life, also what's been going well and what you wanna keep up with and what you want to accomplish or get done moving forward. I actually love this, which hopefully kind of is obvious based on everything I talk about. But what I think is vital to make this activity even more meaningful to your life, more meaningful than just having a 19 or a 32-day impact, is having an understanding of three things. And I'm going to get into those three things now. So number one is understanding what is the why behind your action plan? What is the why behind your New Year's resolutions? And I'm not gonna get into this too much today, to be honest, because I talk about this a lot. But whatever activities that are included in your New Year's resolutions, you need to have a why behind them. And you truly need to feel good about that why. And the activity has to truly line up with the why. I'll give an example here. I saw something on Instagram lately that said, the gym is a coping mechanism, not therapy. Therapy is therapy, Coping mechanisms are good in the short term, but we need to spend the time unwrapping our feelings. So let's say part of your New Year's resolution is going to the gym more, and your why is to make you feel better. I think it's worth taking a step further and asking yourself, why are you feeling bad, right? Like why are you feeling like you need to feel better? Is it because you're not getting enough activity? Okay, fine. And why are you not getting enough activity? Is it that you're having a hard time finding the time to get that activity in? Or is it that you have a mental block with the gym for some reason? Or is it that you don't know what to do when you get into the gym? I mean, there are so many potential reasons here, but before you just sit down and write something you want to do more, you need to really dig into it and ask yourself why And then double check that that why and the activity truly match and are going to make the difference for you that you want to make in the long run. Okay, that's actually all I'm going to say on that, but it's just really important to understand the why behind your action plan, or in this case, the why behind your New Year's resolutions. So then the second really important thing I think to understand as you're putting these New Year's resolutions together is that you're going to have to embrace the suck, okay? And I'll explain what I mean by this, but you're going to have to embrace the suck. And I think about the suck and there's two different kinds, okay? One of them is gonna be more tragedy-driven. These are like the big things that happen in our life that just are terrible, right? They really suck, whether it's some sort of, you know, loss, we've lost someone in our life, whether it's to, you know, someone dying, or, you know, we've lost some sort of relationship. These could be, you know, things that are just totally out of our control, that just are tragedies, okay? That's one kind of suck that we're actually not really going to get too much into today. Okay, What we're going to talk about today is the other kind of suck, and this is the everyday suck. The everyday suck are these kind of dreadful activities or thoughts or just plain and simple the things in life we don't want to do but are proven to be the right choice or right action and we know we need to do them. Or Honestly, these are just our everyday challenges, okay? Finding time to work out, to track macros, to overcome the sugar cravings you may have when starting to eat healthier, to get your work done, to wake up early, to get to bed early, to overcome the habit of picking your phone up every five seconds, you know, to do the dishes, to do laundry, you know, this could go on and on, okay? We all have our challenges, a lot of them actually are the same that we all kind of deal with, but- these are what I see as the everyday suck. So I actually want you guys real quick, if you're driving, that's fine. Maybe just make a mental list. If you're sitting at you know, a desk, pull out a piece of paper. I want you to list out five of your everyday challenges. And really, I'm going to guarantee that that doesn't take very long because we all have a ton of challenges we deal with every day. But I want you to actually list out five of your everyday challenges so you can see these On paper and just very clearly have an understanding of what they are okay so how are we going to embrace these things how are we going to embrace the suck embrace these everyday challenges which by the way you may be creating more of when you put your new year's resolutions together Right? You already have all these everyday challenges, and now you're saying, Hey, one of my New Year's resolutions is I want to go to the gym more. Or one of my New Year's resolutions is I want to read more. Well, guess what? Now that's another challenge you're adding to your plate. I'm not saying it's a bad challenge, but now you have to find time to drive to the gym, right? You have to find time to figure out what you're going to do when you go to the gym. You have to find time to actually sit down and read a book, and which book are you going to read, right? You're kind of creating more challenges for yourself. So, There's a few things I want you to think about here. Number one, motivation is crap, okay? And I'll backtrack for a second. Motivation is actually great, okay? Don't get me wrong. How great a feeling is it when you're feeling super inspired, whether that is at the new year, or you know, in this case, you're making New Year's resolutions and you're just feeling really motivated about it, or maybe you're joining some sort of fitness challenge for a set amount of time, or maybe you've just signed up for some sort of race and you're excited about starting training. These are all great feelings, right? Believe me, I've felt them, you know, many times. But there's a big but here: this feeling does not last motivation never really lasts. When your alarm goes off at 5.30 a.m. on day 72 of your training plan that you've created as part of your New Year's resolution, it is not motivation that is going to get you out of bed to go and do your workout, okay? When it is Sunday after a holiday weekend filled with events, It is not motivation that is going to give you the energy to cook up a healthy meal that you've planned out, right? Like January 1st, you've made these resolutions and you're all excited about them, but you've just spent the last two weeks at holiday parties and traveling and with family and you're exhausted, right? So you have this new Year's resolution to start eating healthier, but it's not going to be motivation that actually gets you up in that moment to go and cook that healthy meal. These are the moments when we need to embrace the suck, when we need to just get gritty, okay? And I've talked about Angela Duckworth before this podcast, but she wrote a book on grit, okay? And it is very research-based. So if you're into that sort of thing, you may enjoy it, but I would recommend it if you wanna learn more about grit and how to be more gritty, okay? So motivation is crap. We can't rely on it. We have to rely more on our commitment, on being resilient, with being gritty, and just embracing it. Okay. So, the other part of this, the other part of embracing this everyday sucker, the everyday challenges, is that we need to understand that resilience is a snowball effect. So I've been pretty big into running these days and actually just finished a book called 80-20 Running by Matt Fitzgerald. If you're a runner, I would recommend this one. It also includes a bunch of like training plans in there as well for running. So it's a good buy. But Fitzgerald cited some research in his book that showed that some of the most elite women Olympic marathon runners PR'd their marathon times post having a baby. And I found this so interesting because you know, some people might think that post pregnancy, you might not really ever get your step back, right? Like you might have already peaked before that, and now, you know, it's gonna be hard to get back to that point. But this research actually found that these women got faster. And the only reason that they could really come up with that made sense based on the research was that the pain threshold on a woman who just birthed the baby human had increased. These women had increased their pain threshold, had increased their ability to be resilient, and in return were able to run faster and push their pain further. How interesting, huh? This is like a really cool example to me of how resilience is a snowball effect. The most resilient people out there are the people who continue to push themselves out of their comfort zone. The, you know, quote unquote, embrace the suck. And every time they do so, it actually gets easier and easier to do it again and again. So just remembering that, right? Like you set these news resolutions for yourself. The first couple weeks... Okay, maybe actually I'll backtrack. The first couple of days might be easy because you actually have a lot of motion motivation to do it. Okay. Then you start to get into the first couple of weeks and it starts to feel a bit harder. Push through, right? Embrace it. Embrace that, you know, feeling of having to be resilient. And as you do that, that feeling will actually get easier and easier. You'll actually be able to push through that a bit easier than you had before. Okay. The last thing I want to say regarding this. You know, embracing the suck when it comes to your New Year's resolutions is you can't cheat the grind. And I actually don't love this word grind or the concept of it, but you can't cheat the hard work just didn't sound quite as good. So we're rolling with it. We're rolling with you can't cheat the grind. But the work is just the work and it needs to get done. And you are the only one who can do it. I like to tell my clients that towards the start of their programs, you know, I say, hey, I'm here. I'm your support system. I'm going to give you all the resources I can to help you. I'm going to give you the guide, the textbook to accomplish the goals that you're trying to do. But at the end of the day, I cannot make you do the work. I cannot make you work out. I cannot cook with you. I cannot make you sit with your feelings. I cannot move your legs for you. I can't make you have those hard conversations with the people you need to have the hard conversations with. Only you can do that. This is on you, right? I'm here to support you, but this is on you. You have to embrace the suck. So keep all that in mind as you're putting your New Year's resolutions together this year. Understand that you will need to embrace the suck. And part of that is understanding that motivation is crap. Resilience is a snowball effect, so it'll get a bit easier. And lastly, you can't cheat the grind, okay? Okay. And last thing I wanna say today to you guys before you head into the new year, before you even maybe sit down and write these New Year's resolutions, is to truly understand that this is all about your habits. This is truly all about your habits. So most likely whatever you choose to be your New Year's resolutions, There's going to be some sort of habit built into this. So just for fun, I thought this would be interesting, although I had a feeling I was gonna be able to guess a lot of them. I wanted to Google what are the 10 most common New Year's resolutions that people decide to go into the New Year's with. And I'm gonna guess that you could probably put together seven out of the 10 of these, but I'll just say them really quickly. Exercise more, lose weight, get organized, learn a new skill or hobby, live life to the fullest, save more money or spend less money, quit smoking, spend time with family and friends, travel more, and lastly, read more. So nothing we probably couldn't guess there, right? And all of these things, all of these New Year's resolutions are habits or have habits built in. I mean, look at the very first one, exercise more. How are we going to exercise more? We have to build the habit of, hey, four times a week, I'm going to get into my car, drive to the gym, get into the gym, do the workout, and then go home, right? And even before that, maybe the habit of putting my workout together so that when I get to the gym, I know what I'm going to do. Or look at that second one, lose weight. Okay, what are our habits around nutrition, right? And there's So many different things we can get into there. Get organized. Okay, what are my habits around? Hey, I'm going to do laundry. Then after all my clothes are clean, where do those clothes go? Do they just go on top of the bed, on top of the couch, or do I actually fold them, keep everything looking organized? And so on, right? All of these things our habits or have habits built into them. So now that we have a habit we want to change or a habit we want to create, right, assuming you've made your New Year's resolutions, or if we haven't yet, keep this in mind, we want to start thinking about building a system that we can design to carry us towards making that habit stick, and in turn, getting us closer to the identity we want to reinforce for ourselves an identity that reinforces the type of person we want to become. And by doing that, we're developing a process rather than just achieving a goal or an outcome. And when we develop that process, it makes everything so much more meaningful. And almost more importantly, or just as importantly, it makes everything so much more sustainable It doesn't just become this thing that's, hey, I'm gonna do this for 19 days and then it's gonna be done. Or I'm gonna do this for 32 days and then it's gonna be done. So writing down our New Year's resolutions is just the first step. Then we need some help on how to implement that habit. There's this quote from James Clear, which I really love. If you guys don't know James Clear, look him up. He wrote the book Atomic Habits. He does a lot of great work on A lot of stuff I talk about, honestly. But this quote said, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. So true. So, so true. So what is your system? Like I just mentioned, a system is the collection of daily habits that you follow. James Clear also talked to Brene Brown in her podcast, Unlocking Us, and he explained if there is a gap between your system and your goals, your daily habits will always win. Or in other words, your current system will always win. Your current habits are designed perfectly to deliver your current results. That's a super important thing to keep in mind. Your current habits are designed perfectly to deliver your current results. So whatever system you have been running for x amount of time for the past seven years five years one year whatever it is has carried you to your results now at least for the most part you have the choice to build a good habit or a bad one okay so we have our new habit we go back to this we have our new year's resolution that we're going to implement come the first of january so first thing i'm going to have you do to build this habit is the two minute rule And James Clear talks about three steps you can take to really make sure you're implementing this habit, right? To really make sure that you're implementing your New Year's resolution to make it sustainable. So the first step is the two-minute rule. So I want you to think about a scaled-down version of this habit that you could complete in just two minutes' time. And the idea here is to make your habits as easy as possible to start, right? The two minute rule helps counterbalance our tendency to bite off more than we can chew. So for example, I keep going back to the gym example, but let's say you want to go to the gym for four days a week, you know, and get in an hour workout each time you're there. Think about a way to scale this down just to two minutes to start. All right. Maybe that's literally doing squats, bodyweight squats in your living room for two minutes a day okay? Maybe that's doing a two-minute plank, right? Or maybe you're breaking that up into 30-second chunks, but you're doing a two-minute plank in your living room every day. And you're doing that just for a few days to make sure, okay, I can do this. And then you start to build on that, right? Because if you're trying to go from not working out at all to now I'm trying to go to the gym for four days a week for 60 minutes, which is four hours of your week that you you know, haven't been doing right now, that's a pretty big jump, right? So this two minute rule is basically trying to make the habit that you're creating a little bit more scaled down. It's making it easier to start, easier to implement, all right? So think about how you can scale your New Year's resolution down to just get it done in two minutes. Okay, the second step that James Clear talks about when implementing a habit is something called implementation intention. And this is a plan you make beforehand about when and where to act. That is how you intend to implement your habit. The implementation intention formula is, I will then whatever the behavior is at whatever the time is in whatever the location is. Okay, so just I'll give you an example. I will make a green smoothie, So, make a green smoothie is my behavior at 7 a.m. There's my time in my kitchen. There's my location. Okay. So, whatever the habit is that you're trying to create, maybe it's read. Okay. I will read the new Brene Brown book. There's my behavior at 6 a.m. in the morning on the couch in our living room. All right. So, literally putting a plan together to get this habit done. Okay, so get your implementation intention ready to go. And then lastly, the third tip to implement this New Year's resolution that you have is optimizing one piece of your environment to cue you of this habit and make implementing this habit a little bit easier and more obvious. So I'll give you an example. If you wanted to read for two minutes a day, all right, because reading more was your New Year's resolution and you scaled it down to two minutes because of that two minute rule. If you wanted to read for two minutes a day, maybe you replace the TV controller on the coffee table with a book. All right, so you know, you have this habit of going to sit down on the couch after you finish work for the day, the TV controller's there, it's easy just to turn on, even if you didn't have something specific that you wanted to watch. Go ahead and just take that TV controller, go and put it, you don't even need to put it in another room, go and put it in a cupboard somewhere, right, just out of reach and replace it with a book, okay? Think of some way that you can optimize one piece of your environment to cue you for the new habit or your your resolution that you have to help it be a bit easier and more obvious to get it done. Okay. So now you have, if you've done everything we've talked about today, you sat down and you thought about what you actually want to change about your life, right? Or also what's been going well and you want to keep up with and what you want to accomplish or get done. You have chosen your New Year's resolutions, or in other words, your desired habits. Okay. You're ready to go. You have this written down for when January 1st rolls around. You've also come up with the two minute version of this habit to help you implement the new year's resolution as you get going. Even if this, like I said, just is for the first couple days, for the first three days, for the first week, you can kind of decide what you want to do there. You have your implementation intention ready to go, right? This is your when and where of the behavior that you're trying to implement. And you have helped reduce friction of implementing this habit by optimizing your environment in at least one way, right? You're moving the TV controller somewhere else. You're moving the junk food out of your house. You're just not keeping it in there, right? Or whatever it is you've Optimize your environment in at least one way. Okay. All right, you're set. I have a ton of confidence now that you've put all of this together, that you're gonna be able to hold on to these New Year's resolutions, actually really implement these habits, make those them sustainable, make them something that lasts longer than just 19 days or just 32 days, and you're gonna totally be able to go forward and do it. So have fun with it. Really make sure this is something you've thought through and you've planned out if it's something that you really want to make sure is sustainable and something you're able to carry through with. So with that being said, I'm gonna leave you with what I always do. Changing your path will not be easy. It will be challenging. I'll say that over and over again, but it will be worth it. So do a self-check today. Are you on your path up your mountain? And if not, what path are you on?